I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Sunsports Scottish Football Podcast where we look back at the action in the Premiership and Championship at the weekend with myself, Roger Hanna, is our Chief Football Writer, Robert Grieve. Robert. He spent Sunday afternoon at Celtic Park. It seemed to be a reasonably hostile, dissatisfied audience. I don't, I don't know if hostile is the right word, Roger. No, honestly, I think that's maybe taking it a step too far. But there was a real apathy about Celtic Park on Sunday for those who were there. I mean, the stadium, I don't know how many folk were there. You're probably talking 20-odd, maybe 30,000 at a push. Loads of empty seats. That's funny, the attendance is 41,396. Yeah. As you're well aware, Roger, it says that every week. It was nowhere near that. And I think those, or there's no doubt, those who were there were sitting there quite unhappy about what they were seeing, and understandably so. Celtic didn't turn up again, and albeit after a, a week where Celtic took the decision to announce that Ronnie Dyle is going at the end of the season, it did nothing for them. Many of the fans, as I say, were sitting there in silence almost. There was an eerie atmosphere around Celtic Park. And I tell you what, Ross County could easily have won that game. The big banner that was unfurled behind the, one of the goals. Did, did you write that one? Well, I was going to say, A, how on earth did they get it in? It's enormous. B, who organises the spelling? And C, what does it mean for Celtic and the relationship between the support and the boardroom and the dressing room? Well, the, the, the relationship the boardroom have had with, well, well, certainly that section of support, they call themselves the Green Brigade, I think, that they were certainly responsible for, for one of the banners. It's been an uneasy relationship, I think, from day one. Celtic have not really been sure how to deal with those fans. They've given them that section on the ground, and, and a lot of the time they, they bring a lot to the games, they're, they're very vocal, they've given Celtic issues, they've given Celtic problems, they're very vocal in a good way when things are going well, and also they're very critical of the board at times when they feel that that's necessary. The jibe about Lawwell, Peter Lawwell, spelling it with one W, I'm inclined to think that was deliberate. I can't believe they would have got that wrong accidentally. I think that, could, for me, has to be a jibe at him. I don't know why, but it struck me as something that had to be deliberate. But they're making their voices heard with those banners because I say they sat there in silence in the game. I think there was a deliberate ploy to sit there and say, well, the team are giving us nothing, so we're going to give them nothing. And it was very noticeable, Roger. As I say, Celtic didn't turn up again. Their big players didn't turn up. And this is a team that's pushing for the title. It's remarkable. You were sitting there yesterday watching this game, thinking that Celtic were, were in, on the cusp of winning five in a row, and you wouldn't have known it. Celtic go to Tynecastle Saturday lunchtime. The following weekend, it's Aberdeen at Celtic Park. You sure there's no way Celtic are going to blow this title, Robert? No, absolutely not. The title's won, Roger. It's done and dusted. Aberdeen don't have it in them. To win this league, we'll maybe come to that in a minute or two. They've had every opportunity to push this right down to the wire. They've not been capable of doing that. Celtic are going to limp over this line. They're going to be champions, quite rightly so. If they win the league, you have to say they deserve to win the league. I don't think you can look at it any other way. But they're going to limp over this line. They're going to lift this trophy, Roger. Whenever they lift it, then it's going to be hardly anyone that bored about it. It's staggering when you think about it. There's people there at that game yesterday who were just sitting there because they, they pretty much had nothing better to do. I see Celtic going for five titles in a row. It's an incredible state of affairs. 
We've asked a question before on the podcast many a time this season. Where on earth would Celtic be without Lee Griffiths? Lee Griffiths, yeah. 38 goals this season, was just staggering. He cuts a frustrating looking figure as well. He scored his goal yesterday, a fantastic right footed goal, unlike him. And I think because of the banner that the fans had unfurled before kick off from the, the board and the players, he, he kind of booted the ball very angrily into, into that section of the, the crowd. Now, Kazi Richards trying to make an early impression. Sets up Lee Griffiths, County have stepped back, oh that's a fine finish by Griffiths, it's his 38th goal of the season, and Ross County backed off and left them all the space in the world. Yeah, where would they be, they would be toiling. I mean, there's no doubt that Lee Griffiths, he won the Celtic Player of the Year on Sunday evening at their bash, and quite rightly so, he's, he's almost certainly going to win the Scotland Player of the Year, can't see anyone else pipping him to that. So yeah, they would be in real trouble. I mean, Aberdeen, there's loads of reasons why Aberdeen aren't going to win this title, Roger, and Lee Griffiths is certainly one of them. How big a job then does Ronnie Dyla's successor face because there's no shortage of players? Yeah, but how many of them are good enough, Roger? That's the question. That is the question. And how easy is it going to be for him because there's not too many of them, if any, out of contract. Are they going to have to pay a lot of them off the way they did with Dirk Burriton? Yeah, almost certainly. Unless they just shift them to the side and, and, and see how they like that. As clubs can do. Yeah, there has to be a clear out, Roger. There's too many players there. There are too many players there, far too many midfield players, and it's not done anything to help the situation. You look at the Rangers squad, and people will be annoyed at comparing Celtic to Rangers. You look at that Rangers squad, and it's no accident that it's a tight knit group. Everyone in that first team squad has a chance of playing on the Saturday. So there are no, no bad eggs, no one's rubbing each other the wrong way. You've not got people in that dressing room who are annoyed and frustrated. Whereas that's what you have at Celtic right now. There are probably a dozen players in that first team squad who are working Monday to Friday with no chance of playing on a Saturday. You know how that works. It breeds contempt. It breeds players who are unhappy. And that's what rubs off in others. It can be a drain in the club. And for me, that's what's happening there. There has to be a clear out. The new manager has to come in. A, get rid of the players he doesn't think are good enough and bring in his own players. That's going to take, it's going to take time and money. There's absolutely no doubt about that, Roger. It's quite worth for Ross County. I know Jim McIntyre was directly yeah. frustrated when they beat Celtic in the League Cup semi-final. All the focus was on Celtic's inadequacies as opposed to Ross County's heroics. They've gone to Celtic Park and got a point. They've done well. Played by McShane, headed away by Kazim Richards. This is Stuart Murdoch. Oh, that's terrific! The thunderbolt from Murdoch and County are level. Thundering that past, Gordon. Roger, as I said earlier on, they could have won the game. They had the chances, they had, oh, they had the better of the chances. Late in the first half, Liam Boyce had a header which he should have scored with. And then second half, again, Michael Gardine had an opportunity and substitute David Goodwillie had a late chance as well. They had the better of the chances, albeit I think Craig Gordon was arguing that the, the goal that they did score should have been disallowed for offside. You can't dispute the job that Jim McIntyre has done at that club. Absolutely fantastic. I also would pay tribute to Billy Dodge and the, the job that he's done alongside him. I mean, you're thinking about the awards coming up at the end of the season, manager of the year, potentials, and Mark Warburton's going within a shout. If Hibs were to get promoted and potentially win the Scottish Cups, Alan Stubbs. But I tell you what, Jim McIntyre, what a fantastic job he's done there. Well, Winning that League Cup and, and potentially finishing sixth or, or even fifth in the league. He's going to get my vote for manager of the year, Griffiths player of the year, Kieran Tierney, young player of the year. We look at Celtic, nine points clear with four games to go, a vastly superior goal difference to Aberdeen. They might win the league and not need to pick up another point the way yeah. Aberdeen are going. I mean, that 3-0 defeat at Perth on Friday night was lamentable. Yeah, it's uh, when you think, when we're talking about Celtic and how they're going for the title, on Friday night, Aberdeen are still in there. 
we know few people would probably give would expect them to win the league but going to McDermott Park on Friday night they are still pushing for the title I could not believe that result we were talking about it in the office on Friday and I predicted an Aberdeen victory I'll be honest with you but to lose by that manner three goals for a team that's pushing for the title is just lamentable but in saying that Aberdeen I think push comes to shove for that great season but you have to think about it they're never going to have a better chance Roger of winning a Premiership title and as I say, I did get a result on Friday night. Celtic then on Sunday top points to Ross County. What a weekend we've got coming up. But Aberdeen have only got themselves to blame. Qu- question marks for me. A couple of the St Johnson goals about Scott Brown, the Aberdeen keeper as well. An Aberdeen supporting Parliament said they didn't win the league because they didn't adequately replace Danny Ward after he was recalled by Liverpool in the January window. Is that fair? Should, should they have pushed the boat out to get a goalie? Yeah, I mean... That's, that's stinging criticism to say that I don't, I don't think personally I don't think you can point the finger of blame at one man I think that's harsh I've seen Aberdeen several times this season I've watched their games and defensively I think they've, they've made mistakes that a team going for the title shouldn't make and that's not just the goalkeeper I think central defenders in front of them have made blunders at times I wouldn't point it to one man Roger I don't think that's fair Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest <laughs> When Derek McInnes looks to go again next season, you know, up top, quite recently, the, the front four were all away in international duty. McGinn, Hayes, McLean, Church, he's got Adam Rooney to come back. David Goodwillie will, will return in all likelihood from Ross County after his loan spell. Is it in defence Derek yeah. needs to rebuild in the summer, do you think, to, so he can go again and have another title bid next season? They're not going to have another title bid next season, Roger. Forget it. It's gone. It's done. This is their chance. It, this is their one, one big opportunity Aberdeen have had to win this league. Now you can argue whether that's whether they should be beating Celtic to the title. Derek McInnes will probably look at the budgets and quite rightly so point to that. Aberdeen will not have a better chance of winning this league. And you're talking about next season, forget it. They're looking at third or fourth next season. They're not going to be challenging for this title. They've so, had their chance to so, own it. So there's no way a Rangers coming up, a revitalised Hearts, potentially revitalised Aberdeen and a Celtic, we, we just don't know what's going to happen with Celtic next season. You're ruling Aberdeen out of, of a title contest next season already. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to stake my reputation on it, Roger. Aberdeen will not be challenging for the league. But this time next season, Aberdeen will not be in, in the contention to win the title. Celtic are going to strengthen, Rangers are going to strengthen, Hearts are going to get better. I think this has been their one big chance. And that's not a huge criticism of Derry McInnes, by the way, or his squad. I just see this has been the, their chance to, to win the league. They've not been able to take it. Because, as I say, Celtic are going to get better. The other teams around about them are going to get better. This was their big opportunity. And if you're asking me next season, no, I, I can't see them finishing anywhere near the title. Where will that leave Derek McInnes then? Because they were second last year having taken the title fight into the month of March. They're second this year having taken the title fight into the month of April. If they fall back, even just to third or fourth next season, that will look like regression. And fans don't tend to like that, Robert. Yeah, they don't, but listen, I think they also have to realise where Aberdeen are. I, 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 listen, I'm saying what I'm saying about Aberdeen, but, but they also have to be realistic. Celtic's budget's far and away the best in the country. They, they should be winning the league. Aberdeen should be finishing second or third, and that's where they're going to finish. So supporters also have to be realistic about it. I think if you look back in this season, Derek McInnes and Tony Doherty has given, has given those fans some fantastic days. They've been on a sensational run, albeit they've had serious slips. And, and as I say, you have to look at those slips and why the game against St Johnson, as I say, how they can possibly lose that game 3-0 when they're going for the title, I can't understand. But I think when you th- take everything into consideration, Derek McInnes has done a fantastic job. 
and the fans have to be realistic for next season. I'm just talking realistically about what how I see things panning out next season. Talking of slips, Hearts could have moved within five points of Aberdeen in second place. They lost one 0 at Motherwell at the weekend. A Motherwell team they just beaten six 0 a couple of months ago. Still Motherwell on the attack with McDonald. Very much involved in the play. That's a good turn. Setting up Ainsworth. Superbly taken by Ainsworth. Rifling that into the bottom corner for only his third goal of the season. It was beautifully taken. To be fair to Hearts, I mean, again, Robin Nielsen, what a job he's done considering where they were last season. For them to finish third, if they do finish third, it's sensational. Motherwell, though, Mark McGee's come in and after an uneasy start, with fans on his back, he's really done a sensational job there, I think. And I don't think, for me, that wasn't a hugely shocking result the weekend. In fact, I think a lot of people would have probably predicted a Motherwell win. But Hearts, again, as, as I say, if they were to finish third, uh, Roger, I think they would take that in a heartbeat. It's strange that the goal scorer, Lane Lainsworth, only playing because Hearts didn't allow Morgaro Gomez to play against yeah. him in, in his loan spell. A landmark win for Motherwell on 90th, I think, over, over Hearts. Will, will they finish fourth? Yeah, it's, it's looking fairly decent for them, isn't it? They're in good shape. I think St. Johnson are going to put... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colours to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Push them quite hard. I think they're put a point behind them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if Motherwell to finish fourth again, considering where they were, I mean, two or three months ago, you were worrying for Motherwell. You were really seriously worried if they were going to get sucked into that relegation dogfight and here they are looking at looking at fourth or maybe fifth place fantastic for them I noticed Craig Sampson playing for them at the weekend and getting a clean sheet that was a big re- a big result and a big day for him fantastic for Motherwell and if they were to finish fourth place sensational for uh, Mark McGee interesting words from Craig Sampson in, the, in this morning's Scottish Sun and in the Daily Paper saying keen to stay at Motherwell but only if he's guaranteed number one spot next season after Conor Ripley returns to Middlesbrough is he a goalkeeper were they have a regular place at a top six team in the Premier League? Yeah, I think so. I've always been a big fan of uh, Craig. I think he's a good goalkeeper. He's a solid goalkeeper. He makes he makes very few mistakes for me. He's got that experience. He's had to be patient at Fir Park. See, I think he signed there last September, and he's worked away quietly in the background, pushing to get into the squad. It's not happened for him until the weekend. But there, he gets his chance. He keeps a clean sheet, and I think uh, Mark McGee could do a, a whole lot worse than keeping him for next season. Mm-hmm. But I know. I know, Roger, that there are teams, uh, teams looking at Craig potentially for next season, but as you say, Motherwell could do a lot worse. Yeah, and Mark, Mark's a manager who he likes his experienced boys through the team a couple of times lately, particularly after they secured their place in the top six. 
with the finance that that entails. He's talking about ploughing that money into new deals for, for the spine of the team, for the Stephen McManus, for the Keith Lasley, for the Scott McDonald, Stevie Hamill. The experience of Samson comes into that same category. Yeah, you, you can't buy that, Roger. I mean, if you can get that, these guys in who know what it's like to win. I mean, Terry Samson, League Cup winner, was sitting in a few years ago. These guys have been over the course. You can't buy that. Motherwell have got a lot of young players coming through and they're really leaning, like Sir Craig Samson, Steve McManus, for their experience. And I think that could be worth its weight in the gold for, for Mark McGee. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. <laughs> The top six ticked off. The, the, the bottom six started at the weekend and Dundee United. 3-1 home defeat against mm-hmm. Hamilton. Our podcast producer Neil, a big United fan. By the time everybody hears this, they'll be the last post playing in the background. Yeah, we've had to take his shoelaces off of him. <laughs> they're down. They're gone, Roger. They're gone. They're not even in the bottom six. They're gone. They're a championship team now. It's quite sad, actually, when you look at the, the players there. John Rankin trudging off at the end of the game, hiding his face almost in tears. I find that hard to watch, to be honest with you. It, it, as I say, it's sad. Dundee United, one of our big clubs there, but that was a game, again, to lose three, I think the last-minute goal from United, 3-1 down to Hamilton Ackies in a game they should be at least competing in, and by all accounts, they didn't. They're a championship team now, Roger, and it's going to be a long, hard climb back for them. What a strong there against Demel. This is Ernie Crawford with a chance. It's parried back to Morris. And it's goal number three for Hamilton. Kawashima will not be happy with that goalkeeping. People will say it can't get any worse for United. It can if the relegation is sealed by defeat in the Dundee Derby at Dens next Monday night. Yeah, I can't imagine it be. It could get much worse for them. It'll be interesting to see how many United fans go to that game. I don't think it'll be many. I don't think it was a very big crowd at, at Tannadice at the weekend under 6,000 by all accounts. Yeah, it couldn't get very much worse for them. They have to go there and at least put a performance on for their fans, at least show some fighting spirit. But having said that, they've not done that for a very long time this season, Roger. They deserve to go down. Any Dundee United player looking at the table now, they can't come out and say we deserve better. They don't. They finish, they're going to finish bottom of the table because they're the worst team in the league. And it could be quite remarkable full circle. United's greatest day, winning their only league championship, sealed at Dens Park in 1983. Yeah. Their lowest day, this relegation, sealed at Dens Park. And all the Dundee fans, you might not be many United supporters there, it will be jam-packed of Dundee fans wanting the Dark Blues to, to deal them that final blow. Yeah, Paul Hartley, I know, was very, very disappointed that they didn't get into the top six in the last day. They, they, they were thinking they were virtually there all season and, and ended up missing out but I tell you what at least it's given their fans and their team this game and as you say the place we crammed with Dundee fans and if they could put United down then it maybe just make up for missing out in the top six I was at Fur Hill on Saturday I saw Dundee the 2-1 win against Partick Thistle Kane Hemmings two more goals 25 for the season now Greg Stewart all good movement here from Hemmings he's so deadly in front of goal Kane Hemmings puts Dundee ahead once again, just needs a glimpse of goal. Greg Stewart again had a hand in both goals and, and speaking to Greg after the game, the Dundee players know the significance of relegating United. Yeah, yeah, and as I say, in the back of missing out in the top six, it would have been easy for Dundee, for Paul Hartley and the players there, just to down tools. They're not going to get relegated, they're not really playing for anything, but there they are, they go to for Hill and get a fantastic result against Partick Thistle. Uh, a late goal, you say, from Kane Hemmings, who's had an outstanding season. Yeah, it'd be easy for them to drift, Roger, but they've got this game at the weekend where, they, again, no pressure on them. 
they can just go into the game and enjoy it and as if, say if they if they can manage to relegate their big rivals then I think that'll be a day for them to remember As United fans rake over the coals of all this they'll be looking to see where this decline started they'll maybe cite sales like Andy Robertson Mackay Stephen Armstrong Seth say Gold all being sold if Dundee were to take bids for Hemmings and Stewart during the summer how big a blow would that be to them for next season? Yeah, but you also wouldn't put it past Paul Hartley to find replacements because he's been very good at it. You just say Greg Stewart coming in there. I mean, these guys have been plucked by Paul Hartley, who I think... Who well, the leagues were together at Cowdenbeath, Hemmings well, and Stewart. Well, that's what I'm saying. They've been plucked and been, been given, put faith in them and they've repaid that faith. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Hartley has more players like that that will be sleeved. That said, he'll not want to lose these guys and I wouldn't be surprised if, if Dundee kind of... Uh, do everything to dig their heels in and try and keep them. He, he shops well in the lower leagues. You see Scott Bain from Aloha, Paul yeah. McGinn from Dumbarton, Kevin Holt from Queen of the South, the, the two strikers that we spoke about there. He, he, he does well, he knows the lower leagues, so you may well be right. He may have a couple of players just ready if either Hemmings or Stewart are both going. Yeah, I think part of the, um, the attraction to a club like Dundee, if you're Paul Hartley, one of the reasons you can, reasons you can sign these players is by giving them the platform. And if they do well for Dundee, they're going to let them go. They're going to let them and also make some money out of it. That works both ways for both parties. So I think if you're a Dundee player, or you're a, sorry, a player who's been scouted by Dundee or been offered contracts by Dundee, then it's going to be an opportunity for you. Paul Hartley's a good young manager, and he's he's, he's tried and tested at that level. So yeah, I, as I say, I wouldn't be surprised if there are more players in that bracket, and they they have to look at these guys who have been there in the last season, couple of seasons, and see what they've done and realise it's an opportunity for them. The last of the Premiership games at the weekend, a live TV game, Sunday <coughs> lunchtime, Cali Thistle 3, Kelly 1, the turning point though, that dreadful pass back by Conrad Balatoni, what was he thinking of? Kilmarnock now in possession, it's back here with Balatoni, a short pass back, there's Draper, taken down by McDonald. that's a penalty, no argument there, and it will be, I suspect, a red card for Jamie McDonald. no question about the penalty, or about the red card. Tanzi from the spot. Connor Brennan could do nothing. The power beat the young keeper. Well, I don't know what he was thinking of, but his manager absolutely filleted him, didn't he? Lee Clark must be tearing his hair out. I mean, he's getting in there just a couple of wins, one or two wins since getting in, and they are fighting for their lives. They don't need that. Players who are meant to have a bit of experience about them just basically sell, selling the jerseys. Come on, they were playing well at that point. They've got a foothold in the game, and then all of a sudden it turns, but I say, say, uh, Lee Clark did not miss Balatoni after the game. I think he's obviously clearly reading his words and his comments, getting sick and tired, Roger, of these mistakes that are getting made. And they go to Hamilton now on Saturday knowing defeat will guarantee them a place in those nerve-shredding relegation playoffs. People criticise, Roger, the bottom six and top six kind of system we have. I think it's fantastic. You look at these games we have at the weekend and that's just, a, that's just a, some sums it up. A game that all eyes are going to be on. It's right there for both teams. And if Kamalik could get a result, it may just give them a chance. And as I say, if they don't, they're in real bother. Do you fancy them? Because Hamilton somehow, every time they look as if they're getting sucked into this, they manage to respond with results. And they're now in a run where they've beaten Dundee and they've beaten Dundee United. Which I find that really hard to call, to be honest with you. And obviously, Kamalik have got real quality there. And likes Chris Boyd, who as I still think is one of the best finishers in the league, despite where they're sitting in the table. Hamilton, as you say, have got results but have not been able to pull away. I think that's impossible to call. It'll be a fascinating game. For me, a game like that comes down to bottle. Who wants it more? Likes of the game at the weekend there between Dundee United and Hamilton. 
uh, Hamilton wanted him more. So this, this weekend will be exactly the same. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Quick championship roundup. Nothing really much change at the weekend. Trophy day for Rangers. Held to a draw by Alawa. The Rangers pressure is still relentless. Here's Andy Halliday. That's for Tavernier. He's made it this time. The pressure pays off. The big man is still up in the box and James Tavernier leaps well here to nod this beyond Gallagher. Falkirk in the live game held to a draw by Raith. Hibbs held to a draw by Morton. It's going to go down to the wire for this second and third place this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers result, I don't have a problem with that. The, the league's done and dusted. They've got other priorities. Fair play to Alla. Already relegated, but they go there and have a fine performance. I don't think, from Rangers' point of view, they should look too much into it. Hibbs, though, again, Roger, What's happening? How many times is this going to happen there? They're in real danger of shooting themselves in the foot. I'm a big fan of Alan Stubbs. I think he's got some fantastic players there. But they go to Morton, albeit Jim Duffy's done a fantastic job there. They've had a great season themselves. But that's a game they have to go there and impose themselves on it and win the game. They didn't do that. And here we go. They're going to the last last weekend of the season where everything they play for them. Falkirk beat Morton. At Falkirk Stadium on Sunday, it looks as if they're all but guaranteed that second place. Hibs would need to have two bumper wins at home this week. A lot of goals to catch up on against Falkirk. How hard is it going to be for Hibs to get up if they've got two games against Wraith, two games against Falkirk and likely two games against Kilmarnock? Can Alan Stubbs, who's also got a Scottish Cup final in this mix as well, can he hope to, to sustain a run through that run? It's asking a lot, Roger. It's, it really is. If you look at it, the, the games have mounted up, as you point out. And it's going to ask a lot. If you were asking me right now, I don't think they're going to be capable of doing it. And, and it pains me to say that because I hope, and I, I don't mean that's any disrespect to Falkirk, but I wanted Hibs to win promotion. They're one of our biggest clubs. And I was hoping they were going to come back up and say, I'm a fan of Alan Stubbs. But I tell you what, Peter Houston, if we're talking a Kennebec manager of the year, job. absolutely outstanding, Roger. And you can't deny them. If they finish second, fully deserved. Yep. Hibs have only themselves to blame. But at the same time, Falkirk, it's not just been about Hibs, it's been about Falkirk and what they've done. I've watched them several times this season, been really, really impressed. A good group of experienced players, but also young young energy in that squad. But yeah, if it comes down to Hibs, Roger, I really do fear that it's going to be too much for them now. And if Falkirk do come through, Falkirk have been not any no. easier for Kilmarnock than you know, a Kelly Hibs game, because they're a very, very good sign. I've said it all along, Roger, I think the team that goes into the playoff from the Championship, I think they will win promotion. I think they've got the momentum... I say Hibs, if it's them, the, the kind of backlog of games that they've got may count against them. But no, I, I would say that the team coming up from the Championship, going into that playoff, I would put money on them winning promotion rather than a Kilmarnock or a Hamilton who, who are essentially been on the slide all season. Robert, thanks very much indeed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.